0: Welcome to the Pajama Moto Podcast, a podcast for women motorcycle enthusiasts, where we discuss all things moto related. Please welcome your host, PJ Lara. Thank you for tuning in Pajama Moto. This is PJ Lara, and this is my second episode. I wanted to thank you all for listening to my first episode And just a reminder to subscribe on whatever podcast you uh, listen to, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. And if you could write a review, that would be lovely. And also, don't forget to share with your other friends who are into motorcycles or who aren't into motorcycles. Today's episode We are going to be talking about the book that I spoke about in my first podcast called Boost Your Confidence Through Motorcycling, A Woman's Guide to Being Your Best Self On and Off the Bike by Alyssa Clickinger. Uh, Before we get started on the review, I thought I'd give a quick update. It is um, mid-April. And we finally got our motorcycles out and I went for a ride last weekend and you know what it felt amazing My bike did great this weekend. I rode my harley davidson 883 And I will get some pictures posted of it on instagram soon Now on to the book so alyssa Klickinger's background is who is the author of the book. She started writing in 1995 and she was a motorcycle guide for about 20 years. I believe she's still a motorcycle guide. She's written articles for magazines and she's also written several of her own books. She currently only owns motorcycles and an electric bike. She's ridden across the country Uh, of North America. She's also ridden across Europe, Central America, South America, uh, South Africa, Italy, etc. So she's done a lot of writing. She also owns a women's motorcycle tour company. And in her book, she says she was transformed from a shy housewife into a woman who gained confidence by motorcycle riding, which is you know, a big, a big purpose of my podcast. So she says in her book that she believes there's a societal message, which I agree with, that we as women should be smaller, quieter, more submissive, uh, that we should be careful and polite. And she says that one of the things we should do is to remove the restrictions on being our true self. Uh, It's, studies have shown that women have consistently, excuse me, that women consistently have less confidence than men and that women often feel this term called imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome just means that you constantly feel if you're not um, an expert on something that you're an imposter, that you shouldn't be doing it. um, But there are often there's many studies that say that men rarely feel this and it's, you can look at it in uh, corporate America and a lot of other areas where men are promoted. And it's a lot of times they're not even necessarily qualified, but they go for it because they have the confidence to know that they can still do that job, even though they may not have, you know, every single qualification listed on the job description whereas women feel often not every woman but a lot of women feel that if they don't check the box on every single qualification that they are being imposters so that's a quick uh a quick terminology of what imposter syndrome is and she also says that lack of confidence promote prevents us from taking risks opportunities asking for a Promotions, etc. And countless studies have sh- shown that confidence is just as important as competence. So, if we can show as women that we are confident, it's equally as important as being competent, which I thought was really interesting. She also discusses um, building confidence and that. Uh, there was a quote that she put in her book and that is one thing I will say about this book is it has so many valuable quotes from men and women just about the various things in her book that she talks about but one quote that I thought was really interesting and stood out to me it was one by Golda Meir, or Mier I'm sorry I don't know how to say the last name but it said trust yourself create the kind of self that you will be happy to live with all your life. Make the most of yourself by fanning the tiny inner sparks of possibility into flames of achievement." And to me, wow, that is such a good quote. Now, the first chapter that she talks about in her book is how to build confidence in motorcycling. And this book is geared towards women, but I think men, And women alike could gain something from this. Uh, But let's talk about the first chapter. So she says, you know, one thing that I think women often feel is that we have to be perfect in everything that we do. But as we all know, that's impossible. The only person who honestly expects perfection is you. And I know I feel that way. I often feel like I need to be hundred percent all the time, but you know that's also how you manage to let yourself down. Uh, nobody expects perfection except for ourselves. Uh, another thing she says is that we should practice and train and build our skills, which will inevitably build your confidence as well. She also says to have enough certainty in yourself to take on new challenges and try new things. And she goes into a lot of stories about how she's done trips to Mexico, etc. And I've taken a page out of that book and I'm trying to try new things and trying to take on new challenges by doing like, let's say, smaller figure eights in a parking lot or going around in huge roundabout circles, uh, cornering quicker, etc. So I think if you can take on new challenges and try new things, it just automatically builds your confidence. Another thing she talks about is to change your thoughts. So your train of thought, she says, instead of saying like, For me, I always say like, oh, I'm so bad at cornering instead say, you know what? I'm nervous about cornering, but I have the confidence to try and I'm willing to practice. And so I, know, I talked about this a little bit in my last podcast, but you know, it's just a matter of changing your thought process and trying to weed out those negative thoughts that are constantly in our brains. Uh, she says a confident individual focuses on solutions instead of fears and I couldn't agree more. You know life uh, should, is often at least for me is often about finding a solution even though sometimes those solutions are scary. I don't focus on the fear as much as I used to as I do now about a solution on how to get through things and you know what um, confidence is in motorcycling will naturally feed into other parts of your life. So once you start getting more confident on your motorcycle, it's naturally going to bleed into other things before you know it. Confidence doesn't have the ability to distinguish between categories. So like It's unlikely that you're only going to build confidence in motorcycling and not something else. So before you know it, you're going to think, hey, you know what? I can wrangle this 550-pound bike on a motorcycle. You know what? I can also go for that promotion at work. Or you know what? I just nailed that corner. I can learn another language. It's all these things that kind of bleed into other parts of your life. It just you know is a natural progression of confidence. The next thing she talks about is how confidence is all in attitude. She talks about how we should pay special attention to the mental and emotional side of learning and writing. So she kind of goes into more of like having like the mental mindset and also like the emotions behind writing good and bad but mostly positive you want to focus on how motorcycling makes you feel how does that getting on that bike make you feel Do you know for me I feel freedom I feel sexy I feel like I almost have like an alter ego when I'm on my motorcycle and that's something that in The rest of my life I have never felt before. And it's true, if you practice the confidence in your motorcycling and your emotional connection between your bike, it's just gonna feed into other parts of your life. Another thing she really says is to take a lot of motorcycle training. She's done quite a few classes and I agree I think motorcycle training is a great thing. Something I would personally love to do is an ADV or uh, dirt bike class just so I can kind of stretch my skills in that way um, I think eventually I would love to do like the police training Motorcycle class just maybe not right now. Uh, I need to build my skills up a little more before I do that But these are all things that she encourages you to do the next thing she talks about is building confidence one adventure at a time and this is something in the book that I will say it. You know, it really spoke to me. She say it says to do one little trip at a time and eventually, you know, it leads into huge things. So for example, I believe she talks about in her book how she took her first 30 mile trip away from home and then she did her first date trip and then she did her first weekend trip. And then before you know it, she was traveling across international borders, crossing into Mexico, doing a trip through Central America, uh, riding through Italy, all these other insane trips. And I couldn't agree with her more. You know, I started taking these tiny little trips to just down the road to our local Panera. And that was, um, I think three miles away. Maybe I don't know exactly how far, but it was really, really close And slowly we just started venturing out further and further and further. And that's one of my goals this year is to get super comfortable doing these longer rides, doing a hundred mile ride, doing a 500 mile ride, perhaps maybe riding into some national parks, riding into Moab, things like this. These are all goals that I have, but she makes a good point and it's just make your confidence into building one trip at a time and to continue to challenge yourself. And as you continue to challenge yourself and you achieve these challenges, that's also going to help you build your confidence as you prove to yourself, okay, I can ride a 30 mile ride. I just did my first 500 mile ride. I just did my first cross country, ride. That is so gratifying because you are reaching those achievements and you're just feeling, so confident by doing these things. The next thing she talks about in the book, I believe it's the next chapter, it's called develop and maintain strong regular habits. She goes into quite a bit of detail about how she has her regular startup routine and her regular gearing up routine for the various types of trips she takes. And so she has a ritual or a routine of her putting on her gear, uh, checking everything on her motorcycle, making sure everything is good. She going through a whole checklist before she gets out and goes. And you know, obviously this is different for every person, but for me, I'm, I'm really bad about losing my gloves. And so I have a better routine of when I come home to take my helmet off make sure I put my gloves inside my helmet hang my helmet up hang my motorcycle jacket up remove my motorcycle gear put it all in the same place and so when I go to gear up it's all in the same place and I'm not frazzled when I go to gear up it's the same thing but just a little different and essentially what she's telling you is just to create a routine so that things that shouldn't stress you out Don't stress you out, like losing your gloves or misplacing your helmet or not having your communications, you know, charged up before you go. So I think I agree a lot with a lot of her book. Uh, The next chapter is she goes into quite a bit about that imposter syndrome. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the points that she talks about. So she says that there's a difference between belonging versus fitting in. And in the book, she says, when you belong somewhere, you are accepted, you're loved, you're appreciated for the person that you are. But when you fit in, you lose your true self, who you are, because you're trying to modify yourself according to somebody else's expectations. Or somebody else's beliefs and so you're modifying who you are and you're not your authentic person another thing she talks about which I also agree with is that being authentic means being vulnerable and to be vulnerable it takes courage but it gives you strength it's kind of you know go hand in hand. So in order for you to be vulnerable, you need to have courage. But by being vulnerable, it gives you that strength to be even more vulnerable, if that makes sense. And the one thing that I think uh, that has gone through my mind while reading this is that you cannot fake it till you make it on a motorcycle. And I I believe I brought this up last time, but that's just, you know, you can't fake knowing how to ride a motorcycle. You can't fake it till you make it. You have to have the confidence and the vulnerability also to say, you know what I need to improve on these things. And you know, I'm I'm not very good at these but I'm going to work on it. And that's that vulnerability showing through. And I think even part of it, even though we don't want to focus on the fear, is also admitting that some things are scary, that some things are challenging, that some things are, you know, things that you haven't dealt with before. And those are all those things that are being vulnerable. And so I think that's an important thing to note in our normal lives as well as with motorcycling. And then the last thing that she talks about is to practice gratitude. She has this quote in there that says, you are alive, you are capable, and you're on a motorcycle riding it. And that's in of itself something amazing And that not very many people, let alone women do. You know, you're on a motorcycle And people admire you and think, "Whoa, that's so cool. Think about like if you're riding next to a little girl in a car and she sees you riding like that is just so cool. And you might be promoting the next woman motorcycle rider in her life. Uh, The other thing is she talks about is to stop being counterproductive and stop making comparisons of yourself to other people. And removing that negative self-talk that I think it's kind of talks about in that book quite a bit is just to remove that negative self-talk. But let's go back to removing those, those counter productive comparisons. So comparing yourself to Uh, Your friend who's been riding for 25 years and can stand up on their passenger pegs and can go 80 miles an hour and can lead group rides, can ride on ADVs and can ride in the dirt, and you just got your motorcycle license a year ago. Well, that's not really fair. And let's just talk in general life. Comparing yourself to people is in general, it's just counterproductive. You are who you are and you are special for who you are and you are perfect the way that you are. And if you want to make changes because it's good for you and it's good for yourself, then you make them. Not because you're trying to compare yourself or you're trying to be better or you're trying to do what society says is best. So try your best to remove those negative comparisons because it's not doing us any good. Another quote that she puts in the book is one by Eleanor Roosevelt, and it says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So let that sink in a little bit, and hopefully you take that and you run with it. The next chapter, which I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about, is managing fear. I admittedly had a lot of fear riding motorcycles mostly because of what happened in the past. We're not going to go back into it too much, but being in a motorcycle accident and things like that can, you know, traumatize people and then it just creates these crazy fears in your brain, at least it did for me. And so I think managing fear is a really big thing for a lot of people, men and women alike. And so she says that you need to realize the difference between healthy, useful fear, like fear saying like, oh, you know what? Maybe this neighborhood I'm riding in in the middle of the night isn't very safe and it's freaking me out. That's a normal fear. And then fear that's negative that doesn't help. Like telling yourself when you're on a motorcycle that you're going to fall constantly. Well, that that's not really a good fear to be telling yourself while you're riding your motorcycle. And so these are, if you can distinguish between healthy fear and negative fear, that's the first step to managing your fear. The other thing she talks about is understanding the why behind your fears. Why do you feel this way? What's causing these fears? And I think that will help you also differentiate whether you're having a healthy fear or whether you're having these negative, uh, unuseful fears that are coming into your brain. She talks about a couple different ways also for you to manage these fears, and I'm going to go through these. So the first one she talks about is that fear can be managed by playing the if and then game. For example, um, what happens if you break down? Is that one of your fears? If you're uh, on a highway and you're scared to death that you're going to break down. So that's an if. So then in your brain, you need to think of the then. So if I break down, I have this plan in place. So you may have like a Garmin in reach where you can text somebody for help. Maybe you carry uh, your motorcycle everyday carry that has like tools and it has like a tire puncture kit. Uh, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Uh, maybe you install onboard air onto your motorcycle. It just depends what's right for you. But thinking through these things of fears, like if, if this happens, then I'm prepared this way. So that's a way to kind of break down the fears. Admittedly, that doesn't really work for me personally. Um, the one that she talks about that works for me is something called positive vis- visualization. And it's thinking about the journey that you're about to go on. So she talks about doing it from start to finish. And so I'm going to walk you through... A quick example of how I do my positive visualization before I go on a motorcycle ride. So, before I go on a ride, uh, usually the night before, like let's say we have a, a halfway decent ride planned, I will think about the route in my head. But first, I'm gonna think about getting ready at home. So I'm gonna think about putting my helmet on. Uh, I actually, I'm going to start by retrieving my helmet. I'm going to check to make sure my gloves are in place because as I said before, I often misplace them. I'm going to check to make sure my communication gear is charged up. Then I'm going to go through the ritual of putting on my jacket, putting on my clothes for the ride. I'm going to put my boots on. I'm going to put my jacket on. I'm going to put my gloves on, put my helmet on. And then I'm going to go outside and I'm going to pull my bike out and I'm going to check and make sure everything looks good on the bike. I'm going to, you know, go through everything that I need in my bike, bring my wallet with me, bring my cell phone with me and put it in my saddle bag or, you know, whatever bike I'm having that I'm riding, I'll make sure I have everything I need. And then I'm going to go through the ritual of putting the key in turning the bike on. And then from there, I visualize the ride. So I visualize coming out of the driveway, going down the road, uh, visualize how I feel riding the bike, going through, you know, the various streets, getting to our journey, and then visualizing how I feel at the end of the journey and what that achievement is going to feel like. And it's amazing how doing that positive visualization how that removes so much fear because in your brain, you just feel mentally prepared. I think it's, it's a really good technique and something that I hadn't done prior to reading this book. And for me, it's done, uh, quite a bit of positive things and it's helped me kind of remove a lot of fears that I had before. She also says, you know, leaving your garage, or your home is the hardest part and once you've left you're on your way you're going and i couldn't agree more another thing she says is to take ownership of the situation you're in and accept that you are completely responsible and i know that may sound negative but it also is very empowering to take ownership and know that you are responsible that you got this. This is your bike. This is your ride and it's yours and you're going to own it. And that's essentially what she's saying. And I think that is awesome. And then finally, you know, I know I'm kind of uh beating a dead horse with this, but we are going to encourage that positive self-talk in our brains and remove that negative self-talk so when you can feel your mind drifting into those negative self-talk, aspects. You have got to try to train yourself to go back to the positive things and the enjoyment of what you're doing and what the joy that riding a motorcycle brings to you. All right. So moving on, she focuses her next chapter on transferring motorcycle confidence into your personal life. And I touched on this earlier Um, But she talks about how, you know, once you've conquered your motorcycle and you've led adventures and you've gained achievements on your motorcycle, how it just transfers to your personal life. And she says, if I can learn to ride my motorcycle doing this, I can definitely change my career. If I can get my motorcycle license, I can learn a new language. What we choose to believe about ourselves echoes across everything else we do. And so if I see myself as a powerful, strong, confident woman, it's going to echo in every other part of my life, including my personal view of myself. So if I feel on my motorcycle that I'm this badass alter ego woman, then that's going to translate into my personal life, into my professional life, etc. And so it's amazing what Motorcycling can really do for the rest of your life. And your confidence will continue to grow with perseverance and patience. Nobody's journey into confidence and into motorcycling is, you know, a straight path. There's likely going to be bumps in the road. And part of that is just overcoming those bumps and to keep going and to persevere Now she has one final chapter and she talks a lot about getting the support you need. And you'll have to remember that she has a motorcycle touring company that is geared towards women specifically. And she gained a lot of her confidence through Uh, finding groups online that were geared towards women or geared towards group rides and things like that. And so she says that you should start within a motorcycle community. Now, if you already have friends who ride motorcycles or maybe your spouse rides motorcycles, you may already have your own community, Um, but there's no harm in trying to seek out people who also ride and women who ride. And for me, that's been A bit of a struggle because I admittedly don't know very many women who ride motorcycles. At least in my close group of friends, nobody rides a motorcycle. And that's totally fine. But it would be nice to know a few other women who ride. Uh, My brother and my brother in law, excuse me, my brother in law and my husband both ride motorcycles. So I have my own little tight knit community that I can ride with. But it would be fun maybe down the road to do some group rides and to meet some other women and I would love to eventually do a women's focused motorcycle class and I believe they do a motorcycle class in Vail or Steamboat that's focused on ADV riding and hopefully maybe down the road I can do that. Anyway so back to the book she also talks about Um, that you can volunteer at motorcycle events, and that's a good way to get involved with your community. And then at the very end of the book, which I thought was super helpful, is she has pages on different resources that are available, including various books that are available that are written by women and men. She talks about uh, a couple of YouTubers that are available to do training. Uh, she talks about classes, tours, events, etc. And the majority of this is geared towards female writers, which I think is great. And she talks about a lot of different groups that you can join. And, you know, so if your only purpose for looking into that book is just for those resources, I think you gotta win. And just so you're aware, I'm, uh, I'm not sponsored by her. I just think the book is really good. And I got it on Amazon Kindle and I can't remember how much it costs, but I know it's available in paperback as well. And, um, I'm not sure if it's available on Apple books, but you can definitely look for it. So, Uh, even though I said this was a review of the book, I essentially gave you a quick synopsis of the book. So now let's just talk about my thoughts on the book. For me, it was very helpful, but ironically, it was more reinforcing what I already knew in my own brain. You know, I already knew that motorcycling gave me a type of confidence that I've never felt before. And so it was reinforcing. However, It did give me some new techniques to try, such as that, uh, positive imaging that you do before you go out on your ride. I do think the if and then game, uh, can be helpful in certain scenarios and it may be something that I try down the road. It was also really just inspiring to hear about all of the various trips that she's taken and she's kind of led me into looking at some other motorcycle, uh, women that do trips on their own. And one of them is itchy boots. If you've never watched her, I would highly recommend it. She's on YouTube, but you know, it just inspires you. And to me, it's like, well, if they can do it, I can certainly do it. There's nothing different about her than there is me. And that's something that I think is uh, in Reinforcing in and of itself is just to see everyday women doing things that you and I can do also. And so I would encourage you if you're struggling with any confidence in your motorcycle riding that you give this book a try and see what you think. Um, in closing, um, like I said, I'm not sponsored, but I loved the book. I, it is a very short, easy read. I think it took me like an hour and a half, two hours to read through it. I actually read it three times, um, once for this review, just so I could pull out some information. But it's a super easy, easy read, and I would highly encourage that you read it if you're struggling with your confidence. Thanks so much for listening and I just want to say one more time, and I'm sorry uh, if I keep reinforcing this, but you know, if you've enjoyed this, please, please subscribe to my podcast. Uh, listen, I will release podcasts on a weekly basis. Share with your friends, and if you can, write reviews. You can find me on Instagram. My uh, Instagram handle, I guess is what it's called, is pajama moto, one word. And you should be able to find me on there I'm gonna start posting more frequently on there I just have to get out there and get some photos taken so next week we are going to be talking about the progression of bikes that I've ridden my thought on various bikes including scooters EDV bikes lightweight bikes, classic bikes, sport bikes, Harley Davidsons, etc. And so I am not by any means an expert, but I thought it would be helpful to kind of go through the progression of the various bikes that I ride. So that's what's on board for next week. Thank you once again for listening and joining in on my podcast motorcycling journey, and I will see you next week.